Dude, I got so fucking fired. Let's just let's just start. All right. All right. All right. Let's, all right. Yeah. Let's do the. Wait, one second. Let me let me get a. We have actually like there's the movie review and also some movie news. You guys probably know what. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking groundbreaker. Wait. That's or, official. John needs some time, right? Wait, what? Oh, he does. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. Well, what did you what did you say though? What did you say? Oh, we should officially start it when. Okay, he's back. He's back. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Movie Misfits podcast. Uh, We are talking about the movie news that happened this week. Some big stuff happened, maybe changing the film landscape forever. And also, we will be reviewing Mank, the Netflix show or film. My name is Eric, and I will be your co-host this evening. Along with, uh, my name is the executive producer. My name, uh, my role is John, <laughs> and uh, I'm Ozzy, just a regular old person. Dude, by the way, just loved that part in Make where he goes, where the guy's got Parkinson's, and he's just like, "Fuck, that sucks, man." At least you could still produce. he's like i'm gonna lose all like all control of my muscles i'm not gonna be able to smile then i'm not gonna be able to talk he's like well at least you can still produce like you can still produce yeah that offended me personally as a as (laughs) As the executive producer producer. yeah that that offended me yeah uh quite accurate dude executive producers just do nothing man dude for the opening of the film there was a part where like the camera was panning and then you just see like this woman with like barely anything on <laughs> and i was just like why is oh, oh okay this is that type of movie like yeah wait i don't remember that i literally just like, saw the movie this is like the in opening? the room she was in the room with all the writers when like they were betting and oh, stuff dude that's not the opening and... oh okay i thought you literally oh, okay like, the first not, scene. not the, not right, the right. very first scene but like i was just like holy yeah. shit this would not she fly got... dude this and... would not fly like <laughs> Like, if this was a mainstream film, people would be on this. Like, they would jump on it and attack it. Yeah, old old Hollywood was off. Well, before we get into that, like, the full-blown review, let's just talk about the first piece of news. Maybe yeah. the most important piece of news this oh, year, man. guys. That's huge. HBO That's Max will HBO. Be... Dude, this has just been a constant theme in the podcast. Like, we've just been following this story for the past year you know it's been leading to it the covid's been, been it the entire time been like part of the narrative like you hbo kept, max you kept hbo you were just like HBO, i was HBO. dude and we're like nah it's I not was. gonna it's not gonna get anywhere and guess what you motherfuckers <laughs> guess what every month from now on going into 2021 they will be releasing a blockbuster for the theaters movie onto hbo max for 30 days simultaneously insane. while it's in the theaters man like you're gonna be watch dune you can watch dune on hbo max like wow that, that's huh like next year yeah it's gonna okay. be released the same day as yeah on the theaters. so it's available in theaters and hbo that's the, okay yeah so is it like, gonna be the same go to price theaters if you theater? want no, dude, it's gonna be free. It's gonna be, if you have the subscription, oh, you can watch it. Oh my god, that's it's gonna be insane. there for thirty days. Part. Yeah, and then they'll like part. release it on DMD after. It's gonna be there, and then I don't know, Dune maybe like summer or something. But yeah, like 
is there even any argument anymore? No. Like theaters, this is like the killing blow. I think this is fucking like, crazy. Yeah, theater. yeah. I, are done. I never expected them to do this. AMC's it's, done. We're in a new era. Like this is actually we're witnessing like a change in how entertainment will be consumed, and it's not going to be the same anymore. There's going to be like. You ever been to those like novelty theaters where it's like, oh, they serve you like dinner and stuff, like the Alamo Draft House? <laughs> they'll like, you know, you know, you know, these theaters, they'll like serve you food, like they'll give you like a pizza and like beer and stuff yeah. while you watch the movie. Yeah. And they have like really nice reclining seats, or they have like, you know, hella nice like seats that I don't know. There's an open like, bar. Like D box and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like those will still exist. Yeah. It's gonna, dude. The movie theaters are gonna be like the arcade. Like everyone just plays yeah. video games at home, right? Like you don't need to no. go <laughs> to an arcade to play video games. Now you just go to like, oh, Dave and Buster's to like, I don't know, with your family or like you want to get a beer. Or AMC's something. just gonna become like a rentable space for you and your family to watch a film. That's it. It's gonna be a rentable place for like anyone uh, wanting to turn it into like an amazon fulfillment store or something dude they're oh, all God. gonna go out of business man like they are, AMC they are. Is fucked dude i have stock in amc you have stock in amc yeah you're oh, no. short take it out bro. take it out man i think dude, no, should, i think you should sell dude i've already sold quite a bit of it and yeah, then good. i'm like it's really down and i'm like i kind of wanted to buy more when it was like super down in case don't do that i did that with yeah. movie pass i did that with movie pass dude <laughs> Remember when we were in Movie Pass? Like, yeah, uh, that was the dude, shit. I lost so much money there. That no, was in the red for so long because of that fucking shit. Dude, I took um, advantage of that so hardcore when I first got it. I was going to yeah, and I paid for that ticket, bro- motherfucker. I the investors paid for that. Goddamn! <laughs> Every time you would go see like, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks for the fifth time, like that yeah. was my money you were using. And then and then and then uh they're like, hey guys, uh we're we're actually not making a profit off of this. Can you slow yeah. down on uh, Dude, going to the theaters? I didn't understand like business at all back then. I was like, fuck it. They have like so many subscribers, you know. Like, how could they yeah. be? How could they possibly lose? Like, they're gonna sell ads to them or something. They're just gonna do what Facebook does. They'll figure it out. Yeah. And they just went instantly bottom up. No, weren't they trying to strong arm theaters into giving them like? part of their revenue for like yeah stuff. they're like hey it we're bringing work, in, <laughs> we're giving you money we're bringing in customers so like give us revenue yeah they just paid session. the ticket full price <laughs> i think they were trying to like oh shit they actually they produce movies too like they like make movies they try to be like netflix oh, yeah. for hbo what they Very do you know the movie, movie yeah. american animals the like yeah. quasi documentary quasi uh biopic thing it's a weird yeah they they made that movie it was it was all right it was pretty good i liked it but dude like disney was kind of like messing around they're like oh maybe we'll like release mulan but you have to pay for it like 20 bucks on top of the subscription they're kind of like but i feel like disney's a huge benefactor of theaters man they like really want them to exist because they make all the marvel movies and they make like all the star Mm -hmm. wars movies dude they're gonna be pretty depressed about this if they're like the theaters are actually getting killed off. Yeah. What if Disney bikes the oh wait, no, they can't. Never mind. They can't. They they like block that from happening. You yeah. can uh own theaters and also make movies. Isn't like, Star Wars like the don't they come out every Christmas? Like the big ones, the big films? 
Yeah, the last one came out. I don't know if there are there any other Star Wars in the part pipeline. I mean, there's like, the Mandalorian, oh, but that's pretty much the it right TV now. TV show, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. They um, they already released the the ninth one, so I don't know what's up. Yeah, no, they're they're they're, restru- they're restructuring right now because no one liked these last couple or like really? any of them. Yeah, dude, no one, everyone hated. Like, all <laughs> dude, the you motherfuckers still want to go see it though. All you, fans yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. I, oh I, my god! No, I, I did not. I stopped. I, I stopped going after Solo. I, I, I oh, try to yeah. give Solo a chance, and I'm like, nope. And then I saw the Last Jedi, and I'm like, oh my god, this is trash. I, I, I was like, going. this is not gonna be good. I knew the ninth one was not gonna be good. Like, I don't know. So, Solo and Rogue One were like the best out of everything that's been recent. Dude, this is the thing. This is why I'm going to say, like, you remember. Right, sorry, everyone. We had a brief interruption. Uh, our recorder, our sound engineer, just died. He and, killed himself. Uh, we we, <laughs> we had to get another one. one. Yeah, yeah, we got a new one. Really uh, fast turnaround. But what I was saying was, I think it's good that theaters are sort of dying because I think we're going to get more diverse content like i don't think mank would be able to do well in a theater you know like oh yeah something like that yeah dude this is not for like a casual audience goer you know and i feel like the stuff i would see on like a theater marquee is just like the most basic shit i'd just be like oh like trolls too you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) something Most theaters, I, th- I think even most studios don't even like if they're gonna put something in theaters nowadays, it'll it has to be like a blockbuster type yeah. movie, um, or else it just goes to like a random art house small theater, or like they don't even bother trying to like art theaters were already struggling and COVID just completely wiped them out, <laughs> like people they were. Like the art theater in downtown Champaign was like struggling to find its so uh, its way, and and a lot of like people like niche audiences went to the theater, but it was not sustainable. I don't think that I think they were struggling, and then they eventually closed. And yeah, and theaters like in Savoy, where it's like not a major chain, but it's still bigger than an art house theater. Like they were still, I think, kind of struggling. And COVID wiped them out. AMC is the giant still standing. Do you know if yeah, there's any other chain still standing? Because I know Regal Cinemas is a. I think they temporarily closed. Regal um, did. Or maybe Regal, they reopened. Like, I think Regal's still up. Edwards okay. is still up. Cinemark? Um, Cinemark's, I think St- Cinemark's got the best chance. Dude, if you want to invest in a theater, I feel like Cinemark's the one to go. Cinemark, I think, made a deal with uh, Universal for releasing movies mm. recently. Um, which, which, I mean, the HBO Maxim kind of like blows that blows that deal out of the water. Yeah, uh, dude, this is going to be a trend where like HBO is the first one, and then everyone's going to follow fall well, online. Like they're either going to. This yeah. is for a year, isn't it? Just yeah, for, it's a, for year? a year. Year. But dude, you know how consumers are. They're gonna be like, "Oh, this is sweet." You know, they're gonna get used to it, and then everyone's gonna try to compete with each other to make the best experience. So then everyone's gonna just put throw their shit onto streaming platforms. I have know? I have a question for you. Um, 
kind of going off that, like it this deal is only in the U.S. It's nowhere yeah. else. So piracy oh. might fuck this. <laughs> I feel. Yeah, it'd be so, a lot easier to pirate. Who like that's true. Like it, it'll be a lot easier, and people in other places will be more likely to do it because they'll be like, "Fuck that!" Like, how? Why are they? The U.S. Yeah. getting it. All for you'd free. have to yeah. do is like have it running on your computer, like on HBO channel, and then uh, use OBS or some other recording software to record it. It would be, it. It'd be yeah. so it'd be simple, insanely easy. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I think yeah, they're they're definitely gonna pirate it, which is why I think it's gonna go from U.S. to like worldwide. Isn't they're gonna be like, fuck, like we might as well just yep. try to get more subscriptions worldwide since everyone's stealing our shit. Yep. Also, I think, uh, I think more like um, they're trying because don't they have to make like a deal with like the international theaters or whatever or like the the government there to like actually do it? Like, Dude, all the theaters, all they're all gonna get screwed over, man. Like, I think they're all just gonna be like, uh, whatever. We're just gonna put it on our platform. What What do you man. think AMC can do to like? And off dude. bankruptcy, saying with 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 stuff like this going on, like if if say, uh like if, if how we're going about like COVID is still going on for like the next couple months, and and I don't know, open and it's kind of safe to go back. How could they entice them? Do you think they'd have to do like really ridiculously cheap tickets and like, yeah. I don't know. You, you think price point Dude, is the way to go, or like? Yeah, I they think. need to do some sort of like uh, you know how Domino's is, has like the thing where you if you order a certain amount, you can uh, rack up points and then you earn something free. I feel like they should do that. Dude, or like if you go to enough think... movies. Well, they have <laughs> that. I don't think it's gonna work. They have They're... that. Yeah, that's AMC Stubbs. I thought that was only Honest, for food and they, drinks. They they have that. They have that I mean, for films too. Like you can oh, build up do. points to just buy a ticket. But dude, nothing uh, is gonna nothing's gonna work. I think they're screwed, man. You like, think you think price point is the only option they have? Like could they do something like Im- implement like the uh, the movable seats or, or something like that? You get a free uh, like PS5. D-box? Like D box, <laughs> yeah, that kind of Yeah, thing? exactly. Like make that maybe a bigger primary feature. That'd be cool. Theater, it would of, be. I don't think it would save them though yeah dude people are just so used to watching stuff at home and like it's kind of like what would bring people back to the arcade and it's like maybe vr i don't know like they'd have to really i feel like technology they'd have to like change and innovate like like crazy atmos you you know atmos right uh no explain to me no no sorry i don't know (laughs) sorry i don't know why i said atmos uh alamo Draft House. Alamo, yeah, Draft House. Right. Yeah, um, I think that that uh, that restaurant um, theming, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, know how I've exactly heard about it, it. but like it, it makes it more of an experience that to like, on go and like something. And, like the previews are basically like shut the fuck up, like don't use your phone. Cool. If we hear you talking, we're bouncing your ass out of here. I love and that. That's what they have like a very loyal following. Like their customer base is very loyal, so. Theaters like that aren't going to go anywhere. But, like, AMC, dude, what's the difference between, like, AMC and, like, Regal or, like, AMC and just, like, any... It's kind of like flying, you know? Like, it's just, like, 
If there was a, th- a teleportation device that would fucking <laughs> zap you from one place to the other, are we worried about, like, oh, oh shit, like, what's going to happen to the airline industry, you know? It's just like, <laughs> you guys suck, man. You guys, like, it's gone. offer just, like, bottom of the barrel, like, lowest possible service you can and try to, like, get, like, the fattest margins and profit you can, you know, by, like, just doing, like, the bare minimum service, right? So it's kind of like, they don't really differentiate between the theaters. Like AMC is the exact same as any other ball theater, any other like theater you go in the U S like they don't really have a different experience, which is why everyone would rather just go watch a movie at home, you know? Yep. Oh, you know what? You know what? I actually just remembered too. Um, yeah. That's going to fuck over the theaters. Like pretty much like a death for theaters if this passes, but I think I saw somewhere where they're looking to overturn that law where studios can't own theaters because of Netflix. Oh, because Netflix, Netflix owns theaters, but Netflix is considered a tech company, not a studio company. And I think some lawmaker made a made a argument saying that that's kind of a loophole or something. Dude. Yeah. And that they you might open it up for everyone or something. I don't. I don't remember. I, I don't, dude. I don't know anything about antitrust laws, and that was kind of like what the law was made for—is to be, make it like anti-competitive because the the theaters were the studios, so they were the exact same company, so they could just charge whatever they wanted, right? Because yep. they had I'm it's monopoly a monopoly on the industry. But, dude. The the theaters were like the only place where you could watch a movie back then, right? You could watch mm-hmm. them on your phone or on your TV as long as you have a subscription. So, I wouldn't mind if like Netflix and Amazon bought the theaters as long as they both are competing with each other. You know, like it wouldn't really matter because then you could go see the movie also at home too on your TV, That'd be cool. right? So, like I don't think it would be antitrust or anti-competitive if they were to start buying up theaters, right? I think that I that's what they need. That's what Netflix, I guess, needs to argue or, or like the people that are against uh, studios owning theaters. That's, and Amazon, like, that's something that they would, they would need to argue in order for that law to stay in place. Because right now I think they want to repeal it. And like right. Amazon has Marcus theaters. Yeah. I don't know what those theaters are. I don't know what those are. You haven't been to a Marcus theater? Nope. No, no. Dude, I have one back home. It's owned it's owned by Amazon. Um What movies do they show? Is it just like the standard regular stuff? Wait, let me let me double check my work here. Only Amazon movies. You want to see a movie by Only Manchester by the Sea. (laughs) It's only Manchester all the time. It's only that movie. (laughs) I swear I swear they're owned by Amazon. Let me look this up. Wait. Yeah, like, the thing is, dude, I like theaters. I was thinking while I was watching Mank, I was like, damn, it'd be sick to watch this in a theater. Like, but I I don't think they're going to die. They're just going to be a lot less of them. There might be, like, a couple theaters in your city rather than, like, a shit ton, you know? Um, Oh, you know what? Amazon doesn't know, Marcus. Never mind. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) There's going to be, like, the, the... you know, customer experience ones where like Alamo Draft House or they're gonna do like cool events and shit. Maybe they might do like Q and A's for like 
really hardcore movie buffs and stuff but those are also dying out too you know like i don't know maybe they oh shit maybe they <laughs> something did you see my face there yeah i see your face fuck's sake dude <laughs> hella cringe wait did you accidentally stream i wouldn't i would video oh. what's up I, I dude can, i can still see your face. it's hilarious um, anyways <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> For all the podcasters out there, we just saw Eric's face. Uh, it, it's no big deal. Uh, well, anyway. I, I think, well, kind of like, I think you were talking about the uh, main wouldn't like fit well in theaters. Is that what you're saying? I, mean, I, can, ex I can expand oh, on that. Oh, it, he's gone. He's he, he gone. I, I can expand on that. He's back. Um, wait, wait I, we have to hear him say something. Cause... Check, check. Can you hear me? Hey, your mic sounds better now. Yeah, I my mic died. Form. Just we we need to get back into it. I was using my phone for a sec. Okay. What uh? No. What were we talking about? Do you remember? Mank Mank uh is not a mainstream film by any means. And you know, David Fincher he took a ballsy move with doing that because if you look at his track record, it's a lot of like serial killers type type stuff, and I feel like that appeals to the mainstream. But this yeah. kind of like Hollywood, like insider look at Hollywood. Is, is it's kind of similar to like the um queen's gambit where it's all about like chess um yeah dude but and like not many people are into chess but like in queen's gambit they didn't really dive in this into like the specifics of everything and but this film does um dude i think this was a little more like niche than queen's gambit yeah and yeah because it explores the history of that time period too and it's like very the, like film buff like movie you have to be into movies yeah. to oh, yeah. probably and politics enjoy it. yeah you definitely like, dude like and also like period piece kind of history you kind of be, have to be into that yep and if you're any into any one of those like you'll probably get a lot from this movie but if you're not into any kind of you're just bored throughout it like it's in black and white, you know. I love how he mirrored the style, though, of Citizen Kane. Like, oh, he's clearly dude. trying to make the film, uh, like thematically similar to C Citizen Kane. Oh, for sure. Just the way it's constructed, like he goes back and forth in time a lot. Yep, yep. And like, he's just the editing's really good. Like he, I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Oh, well, dude. Well. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Just someone have a stroke. I think. I think oh. after watching this movie, you'll really enjoy it because, like, the the movie's based off of uh, William Randolph Hearst. I think. Yeah. And yeah. It's, they're just like, oh, we'll call him Charles Foster Kane, <laughs> and then they like <laughs> copy his life like exactly. Yeah. And he was pissed. He was really mad. Yeah. The the guy was really in real really life. Mad. Like he tried to. He tried to destroy uh, George Orwell's career. Yeah, after that film was released. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, oh, that's interesting. I think it's pretty <laughs> crazy that George Orwell tried to take the full screen writing credit. Um, and that's like accurate. George like, Orwell, histor historically accurate. Yeah, you know, in the or movie, Orson like, Welles. George... Oh, sorry, Orson not Wells. not George Orwell. Freaking Orson like, the fuck? Yeah. Sorry. Orson Dude, Wells. and so yeah, I think that really goes to show like how big egos are. Like Orson Welles got has a huge ego. Same with Herman Mankiewicz. Like Mankiewicz just asking for like a writing credit 
is so funny how Orson Welles just wanted to copy it exactly. He's like, what the fuck? I wrote this. Like, he just wanted to straight yeah. up rip the guy off and be it's like... It's like, I'm going to give you $10,000. Yeah. to Accept my deal. Yeah, to basically say that he came up with the whole thing. Kind of did the guy Crazy. dirty, honestly. Like, come on, like He man. wanted to act in it. He wanted to... Wait, direct he it. Direct, he, he was directed by him, right? Yeah, it was directed by him. Orson Welles, okay. Yeah, and the guy was like, the guy who played Orson Welles was really good. Like he, oh sounded, my god, he sounded he didn't exactly really, like him. He didn't really look like him that much, but he sounded like perfect, perfect, close to him. Yeah, and just the movie is really good. Like a lot of people don't like it. They're probably like, I think I remember a lot of people from school were like, ah, oh, this is kind of boring, but. Mm. If you're into that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, you know, kind of like rise and fall of, you know, a larger than life character, then it's probably one of the best to do that. And like groundbreaking filmmaking wise, like this probably is, is the movie to see that's like spawns. I don't know. A bunch Dude. of director Dude. like styles. Dude. I th- oh. No, guess go ahead, go ahead. Guess what uh, Citizen oh. Kane's <laughs> God damn it, no, go, go. Guess guess what Citizen Kane's meta score is, dude. What? Just guess. Is that is that like the, the audience score? Uh that's yeah. it's like critics. It's critics film. Critics? I'm looking at the film, no, no, looking at the film critics. Yeah, Metacritic. Hollywood Reporter. I'm gonna say like Sun Times, New York Daily. Eighty-nine. News. It's a straight up one hundred. Oh. oh yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> dude. Critics. I've like, never seen a hundred Metascore. What the hell? Metascore is not. Critic. I know it's not. It's not good. Well, it, I mean, like Metascore is what is they, a critic. Metas is it Metascore what they ask people when they come out of the theaters? No, Rotten Tomatoes is. No, no. Th- th- there's a there's a certain rating that. That they get like they get an A or a B. Is that not it? Look at Metascore, dude. It's it's like it's got the Hollywood Reporter, New York Daily News, Variety, Empire. I may be, like, think, I may be big, thinking of, of a different one than all the mind. big film critics. Like this movie is like unanimously ranked as number one best movie like, of all time. <laughs> even if you're not <laughs> so many that, people. Even if you don't necessarily like it, you have to like respect it. Is that the thing yeah. about Citizen Kane? And Dude, it's just it's just crazy because like Orson Welles, that's kind of like the best movie, hands down, the best movie he ever made. And like the other movies he did were kind of like pretty good, but this one, it's crazy to just like peak at twenty four. Like twenty four years old, you just make maybe like oh my god, some people say is like the greatest movie ever, and then you're just like, all right, you can't go anywhere from that. (laughs) Yeah, you can't really go anywhere from that. Yeah. What the fuck? Right? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, he, was, he was 24 years old. Like before this, he was doing radio and he was like a big radio guy. Yeah, but 24 back then is like the 35 now. Like we, we take is it our though, time. Dude? We take our time with getting successful in this generation. Yeah. Dude, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying to cheer myself up. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, when, <laughs> when I was watching this movie, like I, I felt like, like as soon as it, like, like as it was going, I'm like, this is like Eric's shit. Like, oh, dude, it, it like, was it man. So much like, like you know how, like you said, there were cl- like classic movies on HBO Max. 
Yeah. I'm like, this fits right into that category. It was like Dude, exactly I, like a fucking classic movie that from the I old- love that you thought that because I was like going <laughs> crazy over everything. Just like I bet I bet um a lot of people are gonna think it's cheesy, but when they did the script like this opening, they would write the scene opening on screen, it would be like interior, like interior oh, yeah assembly it was like hall a script. It was like 1935 a like day and then it would just like do it exactly like a typewriter too would like enter up and then it would like fade out or something that was so dude that's i that's why i think it's like cool if you're a fan of movies but if you're not you're kind of just like who gives a fuck about this yeah you really have to be like an entry-level film buff at least to rank yeah, this movie as like being like, one of the best I think if you like politics too, it's really interesting in mm. like that aspect because I really liked how they weren't. Dude, I hate when movies are like preachy and on their fucking soapbox. Yeah. Doing like, oh, Republicans are fucking dumb or like Democrats suck. This one was just like everyone was kind of just working in their self interest. And that's kind of how life is. Like everyone just does what's best for them, right? The rich yeah. people are just kind of like, okay, we're trying to like, we're trying to convince people to vote Republican. And then literally the Great Depression, like um, Upton Sinclair, who wrote The Jungle, was just like talking about like shitty factory conditions and stuff. He was running for governor or something. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. this. I was like, oh, cool. That's I like that's something I didn't know. I didn't know that either. He was trying to like do more socialist aspect where it's like, oh, okay, we want to distribute the wealth. We want to maybe like raise taxes and stuff. And dude, I thought it was so cool how like it's so crazy. This kind of just made me think how filmmakers are kind of just propagandists man like yeah we oh, like idealists I, either we are entertainers or we're propagandists because like <laughs> every film is political in some way like everyone is kind of just like trying to express their ideals on the screen and then like spread that message and that message will hopefully convince people and hopefully it won't reach other or it We'll reach some people and it won't reach others, but the fact that they were like casting actors to be in these like documentary style pieces where it's just like, why are you voting for blah, blah, blah. And then they're just like an actor. Yeah. And they just filmed it. Like they were filming a narrative movie, but they're pretending like it was um, a documentary and they're pretending like real people. They're just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, consider myself a uh, learned in politics but i'm gonna just, i'm gonna talk about some very political yeah. things that, but i own property show. and i want my left i want my way of living to stay the same and i don't think a democrat will do that and then dude that was like the deciding factor that well they said in the movie i don't know if it was but that was like the deciding factor of what won them the election and honestly like it's kind of the same today maybe with social media and stuff yeah and other I don't it's really hard to measure how what the deciding factor is on who wins an election but dude it's probably a pretty big one like what media you consume and like what you see they said that um those like old-timey film reels were the killing blow to I don't know the whole thing and just like also what I liked about this movie was the writer make the main guy he was not like a sellout dude he stood by his convictions he said what he thought he like had sure he was like you know probably a drunk alcoholic piece of shit <laughs> adulterer like gambler degenerate but he had convictions and he stuck by them and he yeah. like 
knew who he was and he was like a genius writer fucking this guy man like he's a redeemable addict yeah like the uh, the fact that the fact that he speaks his mind and has to speak his mind is like both you know a flaw and also like why we like him how he's just like in william randolph Hearst's parties just like talking shit just wasted talking shit to him and like like dude that guy like pays he pays a salary man like he pays half his salary <laughs> and also he like loves him dude william randolph first likes mank you know like yeah he likes him being around and stuff but he still can't resist just like telling him off and call him and out call him and out you know well like mank didn't even know he was paying half his salary right i don't he think he thought, did he thought he was like inviting him to parties and that he could just like go there and, and dude get but still he knows he's like a powerful person just yeah like, owns the newspaper like like finances all these films dude and oh god ozzy you have to watch the movie because it's like looking oh, at you haven't seen it yet no wait ozzy you saw mank yeah he hasn't seen citizen kane but yeah, it's a great citizen movie. kane is like the the story he tells of just like citizen kane and his like the wife. ending is so good the ending yeah. is just like oh <clears throat> You know the you. wait. You have to know that that uh, gif of uh, Citizen Kane or like Charles Foster Kane, like clapping. Right? You've seen that before. Of Maybe. like black I, and I'm white, sort of like a, a chubby, older white guy, like clapping, just like just starts clapping. I'm, let me let me Google it. Wait, I, I'm just gonna post it in here. But that's okay. when he was like, he basically like financed his wife's, uh, like play, and then made her go into a play. It's this one. And oh, yeah, he's just like <laughs> she's just like really bad. <laughs> she's like a bad singer or something or a bad actress. And like he's like paying for everything. And like the the entire opera house is like filled with people. No one's clapping. And he's like the only one clapping. <laughs> and then like everyone has to go like, uh, yeah, it was really good. And then they all start clapping and stuff. It's fucking awesome. And yeah. he's just like a super powerful guy, but like also very flawed and like very very like wanting like the love of the people you know he he wants like everyone to like love him even though he's like super rich and has everything anyone needs and it's very like you know probably what william randolph hearst was like i'll see what did you think i'm fucking going i'm going too far on this what do you guys think I'll, i'll i'll watch it of what the entire film of Mank, of Mank. What did you? Yeah. What What did you guys? I'm taking up I too loved, much of your time. I loved the minute details of the entire thing, like the sound design alone was spectacular. Just how like the voice, the quality of like everyone's voices were was like it felt like old timey. Like I was watching yeah. some older type of film. Um, I don't know <laughs> how they did that. And then they brought in like the old kind of classic music at the opening credits and then also they had like the old-timey type of credit opening where you have like uh like a credit reel of all the people that are a part of the production before the movie even starts that was really cool and yeah just seeing that kind of style come back but then you mix that with trent reznor's score and it's just like oh my god this is 
This oh, is, dude. This is Fincher at his core, dude. It's this so is... cool. Wait, I didn't even... I saw that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scored it, but it was, like, old-timey music. It's so cool that they could do that. They can, like... But it's, like, in between, it wasn't old-timey. It was still, like, the Trent Reznor style. style, but it wasn't, like, social network in your face, kind of, like, our music is insane. You gotta, you gotta listen to this. It was more just kind of, like, toned down in this film, but it's still was in the background and i appreciated it um it felt like yeah. a adventure film like even though it was black and white even though it was like um not talking about serial killing and stuff like that it still felt very much like a fincher film um, yeah dude dude it was like directed like a fincher film just craftsman man like you'd see these camera movements and you'd just be like holy shit dude. and then remember when he's like getting wasted at the uh party where they're like seeing who's going to win the election and they're like yep. counting the votes oh, he did yeah. some like crazy shots of just like these it's like oh, what, what do we call them? these like fading in fading out like these superimpositions yep. where he's like Overlaid. combining two overlaying two images together and like but not completely together where he'd have only his face like cut out and then he'd have like the wine glasses and then he'd have like the clock and yep. just everyone celebrating it reminded me of that um that shot in Lala Land where she goes to the party in LA. Um, remember, there's like a brief like sequence where they're just like, you know, overlaying a bunch of shots of just like champagne glasses and stuff. Ooh. It really reminded me of that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a really good shot. Um, it's like when she's in that LA party. I don't know. I look at that. Dragged again. out, dragged to like the LA party by her roommates. But dude. Yeah, dude, he like superimposed three shots at a time. It was insane in that scene. And I loved how like he would just bet Mank's character would just bet on anything. Yeah, he was like, like, We we forgave your debt already. Like, you don't owe us 12k anymore. He was like, double or nothing. <laughs> double or nothing anyway. And it's like, oh, what are you betting? Five dollars? Five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what it's over so a coin funny. flip? Dude, it's also crazy how like back then, all the all the like the genius like smart writers were like bought out and like outsourced to hollywood mm -hmm. right like f scott fitzgerald was writing hollywood movies like all these smart like iconic writers i feel like now it's kind of like not really like that the bar dude the bar to entry was much lower man like yeah <laughs> i i feel like it's like you don't have to be like a fucking you know crazy genius like ivy league type to right in hollywood no um like when Ozzy, they were talking wait. about the screenplay uh when they were all gathered on the couch they're just like oh yeah there's a burning cart that you tip over and then a priest comes out and the priest yeah is like if i was in that meeting i would easily i feel like i would be like you'd easily be found out be able to add my my input and they'd be like oh yeah that's cool because you just want to like go for shock value <laughs> back then that's yeah. what people cared about with shock value they would like talk about like classic writers they'd be like oh it's very faustian and then you're just like ah yeah i know <laughs> what that is faust yeah. yeah just quickly googling it googling who the guy <laughs> was oh uh, yeah yeah but well, ozzy what did you think of it i i you don't have to like lie and say you liked it man God right, damn it! That's it. Blacklist them. Blacklist. No, I, never gonna. Okay. Right. Uh, again, some our, our audio engineered uh, a fucking piano fell on me. <laughs> like, 
it was really weird. It was just like a, yeah, a Chaplin movie. <laughs> they just got squashed like a pancake. But, but you know, we, we, you know, we pay we, 16 an hour to uh, recent grads. So yeah, they, they just keep coming. They keep they coming. just keep coming. <laughs> so the, the show must go on like the They just line up. I mean, the last guy saw this guy die like right in front of his eyes, but he he's still down for the job. So as we were saying, we're talking about Mink. Ozzy, you were uh, finishing a thought. Hello? Ozzy? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was muted. I think I finished the thought, didn't I? Wait, Wait, did you? You you enjoyed it, uh, but you thought it could be alienating. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think not a lot of people would would watch the entire thing. Um, I think it's very much made for like people in in film, like people who like film. Oh um, yeah, for sure. I, I guess yeah, best politics as well. Um, but yeah. It, yeah, like I enjoyed look, but I can see how other people would not sit through this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, 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 it sounds kind of bad for me to say, but yeah, yeah. yeah I tried to show this to anyone outside of. Film, like classes in film club, I feel like they would just be like, I'm watching this. Yeah, be like, like it's with- David Fincher, dude. It's David Fincher. They'd be like, who's that? Like, yeah, you have to like the director, and you also have to appreciate what he's trying to do with the film. Dude, I just think that uh, I'm glad that he made it, and I'm glad that this exists. That just someone's like letting a visionary like David Fincher do his thing and not having to be like oh we have to we have to kind of like chill with this we kind of have to like colorize it you know i don't think people are going to mm-hmm. go see a black and white movie and he was just allowed to do what he wanted i yeah. going back a little bit to like like we, we mentioned this like a long like at the beginning but i really like behind the scenes movies if that makes sense like yeah, that, that go behind the scenes of any industry, and show you how how shit is done and shit is made. Like yeah, that, me too. Eat that shit up. Like I've talked about this before on on an earlier podcast, but it's like uh, Moneyball kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think this one fits fits in there. And yeah, dude, Amanda. Uh, what's Seafried. her name? Yeah, Amanda Seafried. Like I, I've kind of always considered her a B list celebrity a little bit because i can't really name anything else she's been in but like this film was she was spectacular in it like yeah, she was really good like she nailed kind of the brooklyn accent you know yep. like the old time not just the brooklyn accent like the old 1930s brooklyn accent it was and very I was convinced that she was like who who she was acting as like who's trying she was trying to portray she was this uh kind of rich actress that uh you know knew what to do behind the camera but when she was at parties and stuff she was like kind of disagreeable and people didn't like that and she would just like storm out and so i think that was pretty cool she like just didn't fit in because i think she was kind of like below william randolph hearst uh well everyone's kind of below him but yeah I think she was just sort of like an artist, like a stage performer, and then she kind of like lifted her into the aristocracy, and like she maybe like had a tough time fitting in, which is why I think she like bonded with Mink. He was kind of just more like an everyman kind of dude, just co- kind of like a normal dude who found himself 
yeah. in the presence of these insanely rich people. And I thought that was an interesting cast uh, casting idea because, like, I could I could see David Fincher casting a lot of more like a lot of other people, but he chose to go with her, and I think this is going to be like her big comeback. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if she had like a a downfall, a, a downfall or anything, but like I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and I'm not seeing any like huge names that I recognize. Like Mama Mia, here we go again. Like, oh, that was probably I, like yeah, that was probably <laughs> her last big thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm excited to see more from her. Yeah. yeah. And Gary Oldman, we all know, is a legend. <laughs> Dude, he was I, insane. Huh? What? Wait, I, say I, that again. As good as she was, I, I don't think she's going to be. You disagree? Like, like yeah, I think maybe like. Already had her, she had her time to like to go that route or like. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, most actors have a certain window, and like, once that window passes, unfortunately. Yeah. They like. I think she'll get nominated for an Oscar, honestly. Ah, uh, maybe I don't think because so. there's not that much stuff. But yeah. I, I think her performance was really good. But like, you know, do you think that? Do you, yeah, do you think this? I don't movie, think she's gonna win it, but I think she's gonna get nominated. Do you, Do you think this movie's gonna try to go for like Oscar stuff? I think it could. Yes. It's yes. very, dude. It's very yes. like what the Oscars are into. Like the Oscars love movies about. LA and like with Hollywood, they love Hollywood because they are Hollywood. So this was think, Oscar bait, and it's it's Fincher. So this is it's very entirely like, Oscar bait, dude. I don't know if it's Oscar bait. It is oh, probably yes. it is probably 100%. Oscar bait. <laughs> there's no, there's no. But debate. dude, I don't know. They legit talk shit about the Oscars. They're like, so you were nominated for yeah. nine Oscars, but only won one. What do you have to say about that? He's like, that's Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, I mean movies. it's not it's not like full blown Oscar bait like something like the newsroom or not the newsroom but uh the post that's what I'm thinking of that that was full blown Oscar bait oh, yeah. this like <laughs> this is entry level this this uh, had like a vision to the water dude. yeah this had like a vision and just sort of like a respect for the for the filmmakers of that time it just feels like like a love letter to like those people who probably really influenced Fincher dude Fincher seems like actually he seems like a lot very similar to Orson Welles as a director. Um, yeah. Just very like craftsman and like methodical with the shots. He does these like crazy camera movements. Uh, and I don't know. It's probably, it's kind of cool that you get to like, you know, write or you, he didn't write it. You get to like direct a movie from that time period. And it's kind of like fan fiction in that way where you're just like, geeking out about these people who you probably grew up watching their movies dude his dialogue is so snappy fast that's what i dude i love movies that have like super witty smart clever dialogue because it's just like i'm just like dude how did you write that like how did you think of that that's so just when he would think of something like I don't know. Like the whole producer thing is like, oh, you could still be a producer. <laughs> yeah, there's like so That's many hilarious. lines that went over my head. I guarantee it. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because like I missed half the lines because it was just so fast. And like I tried turning on subtitles because I wanted to know what everyone was saying. But his camera movements jump so fast from people to people that like I didn't know who was talking at times. So yeah. I was like, okay, I have to like watch it without subtitles so I know what's going on, and then I'll watch it with subtitles my second viewing. But like yeah. I, I love that. I love that he's like able to 
fit condense so much information into just a couple of scenes it it feels like your iq is raising or some crazy shit it does it makes you feel smarter than you are yeah like oh faust fuck yeah dude and then he just like i don't know man i gotta read i gotta just like read more books and just like Mm -hmm. you know study stories more because i feel like those writers man they really know a story inside and out they'd like reference shakespeare and they'd reference like Don Quixote and these stories. And they're kind of just like, you know, doing what Hollywood does. They're like writing the exact same story, but making a clever twist on it with making it their own. I don't know. And oh, that, uh, dude, that Joe, the, the brother, right? The, uh, fuck Joe Mankiewicz. Mm -hmm. He's like a legend too. He wrote a bunch of insane. He's probably like, I mean, Herman Mankiewicz wrote, citizen kane pretty much that's the only notable thing i don't know if you guys like watch really like older movies but he wrote all about eve if you guys like hollywood type things all about eve insanely good movie it's a a great movie Hmm. and he also did cleopatra he wrote cleopatra which is like i haven't seen it most expensive movie of all time that's a wait really of all time Right. Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. and uh, I, I remember uh, fuck what was the story where she she didn't want to do the movie. That's <laughs> she gave an outrageous number. She's oh like, my yeah, god, I'll, I'll do it if you pay me a million dollars. Like actor was okay, and they were like <laughs> okay. So it's like <laughs> and she was like fuck, <laughs> but also they, awesome. <laughs> did yeah. they film on site in Egypt or something? Is that why it was so expensive? Probably it was. No idea. I, I don't know. I should watch it. It's one of those movies. I, I'm already looking at the trailer. It's like they use real sets and stuff. So they probably like really built real sets and probably had like hella extras. It's one of those like huge movies. But yeah, this guy wrote like, I don't know if this is the same guy. His name is Joseph Makowitz. He might be like his kid, but like that family, man, is uh, fucking talented. From they, the IMDb photos, it looks like softcore porn what the hell that's what? how you sell a movie yeah i guess that's how they sell the movies dude cleopatra was apparently like the hottest chick ever like julius apparently. caesar dude you gotta watch oh my god there's this show on hbo called rome oh it's, yeah I've heard it's, of that. it's awesome ozzy since you like game of thrones you should watch this it's kind of like it's kind of um, like game of thrones but what? like history it's called rome where on HBO, <laughs> HBO. Okay, uh, okay fuck Only that. Only the best streaming platform ever. <laughs> no, but... I mean I, I have HBO Max. Oh right, you. Oh right, you told me uh, it comes with your uh, your plan, right? Your phone plan. Yeah, yeah my. Uh, oh yeah. Why can't AT&T. HBO just condense all of its streaming platforms into one? Like it's just so confusing that there's different HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO uh, Buy, HBO High, HBO HBO. See you later. HBO High, yeah. Hi, <laughs> HBO. How are you doing? But yeah, HBO, it's really good. See you later. It's, it's about like C- It's about Caesar and just like that era where Julius Caesar was kind of like on the rise, and then how he like went it. It's so awesome. It's like how it went from like hmm. a Senate to like a dictatorship from like Congress to like, you know, Caesar became the ruler. Actually, he didn't really become the ruler. It's fucking complicated. You should just watch it. But um, it's awesome because like Cleopatra was like 
I don't know. I don't know. Just it's really cool how they portray historical figures in that show, and it's supposedly really accurate too. Um, I think I would like that because uh, okay, Gladiator yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think it kind of takes. Yeah, place I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, and like there's two characters that are sort of soldier slash gladiator type guys, and they're kind of just like normal dudes. It's pretty good, are dude. You it's not also yeah. Oh, dude, they're making Gladiator too. Ridley no, Scott. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, Ridley Scott's making God. Gladiator too. Don't touch a masterpiece. Just leave it as it is, dude. They're making um, the new, new Cleopatra movie as well. Uh, Villeneuve. We talked about this uh, last week. I think Denis Villeneuve is yep. is uh, making it. No, I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. Wait, wait for what? He's making the new Cleopatra, right? Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. No, I mean he's Wait, he's been. There's a rumor that he is. It's not confirmed. Well, currently it's 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 Patty Jenkins and Gal oh. What? Someone else? I guess that's cool too. Honestly, yeah, I, I was looking forward to old Villeneuve, old Villeneuve doing it. That'd be <laughs> sick. Oh, it does. Wow, it does look like it's Patty Jenkins. Wait, what the fuck? Um, was maybe that like dropped out or something? Yeah, in 2017, I'm seeing an article where it says. Denny Villeneuve is in talks to direct Cleopatra, so maybe it might have changed in that time period. Probably. Oh, there's two different Cleopatras. Wait, oh, there's God. two different pages for Cleopatra on oh, IMDb. No. There's one for Villeneuve, and there's one for oh, Patty no. Jenkins. They're competing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think, dude, Patty... I could already see the articles. It's gonna be like, oh, oh God. director. Everyone's just gonna see this guy direct a female-led movie. Canceled. He's canceled. How dare <laughs> how dare he compete with Patty Jenkins? I think uh I think I think the Deline Villeneuve one is gonna is gonna be with Angelina Jolie. Oh my they're actually gonna make competing Cleopatra movies. <laughs> that would be really Dude, cool. That happened, I think because I, I remember be really cool. talks. When was the last time this happened? Remember this happens like once in a while, like two exactly similar movies come out and they come out at the same time. Yeah, like, I mean, hey, capitalism I, has proved competition is it makes the best. Yeah, yeah, they like release them at the same time. I think uh, the, the last one was like, yeah, or the oh, last sorry. one was like White House Down and like the mm. other one. Olympus has fallen. Yeah, Olympus has fallen and White House Down. Like those are the two ones yeah. that <laughs> we're like we're gonna do two DC gets invaded movies. because yeah. terrorism is hot. <laughs> the terrorism is sexy. Both so are gonna have a black president. Terrorism sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Both did have a black president, dude. They legit just have spies on the other side. We're gonna <laughs> fucking copying them, dude. I would love to see a movie like that where it's like a spy going undercover on a set just to yeah to copy just off like, people, and it's like we have a mole amongst us. They're taking yeah, our ideas. Have, it's like The Departed, where there's like <laughs> two spies on both sides. Oh my god, that'd be that'd fucking be awesome. hilarious. <laughs> Jack oh, but, Nicholson plays the director. Yeah. Before we before we uh, go too far off, Mank, uh, just mm-hmm. a quick shout out to uh, to cameo from Bill Nye, Science Guy. Oh, I Wait, thought what? that was him. I no way. Who, that was, who was he? I, I did the, not notice him. He at was all. the guy standing. He was the guy standing behind the fence, right? Yeah, and, he, and like he, talking he, to people. Dude, yeah, I thought that was Bill the, Nye, but I didn't want to look it up. The fence? Wait, what? What scene was this? He's, he's doing. It's like it's like halfway through the movie. He's doing like a speech about like like giving up money to the poor. I oh think. wait, he was fucking Upton Sinclair. Wait, he was yeah, that yeah. guy. He was yeah, the yeah. guy, dude. 
Dude, yeah. I thought in the movie, I was like, this guy sounds like Bill Nye. Oh my That's God. hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't think to look it up because I thought that would be ridiculous that Bill Nye would be in that. But oh my so God, funny. is that confirmed? He was yeah. Upton Sinclair. That's so funny. That's, yeah, I forgot. Dude, I love funny. David. I love David Fincher. He casts like the crazy. He, he casts like, um, I don't know. He just makes interesting decisions. So for Gone Girl, he casts someone weird as the lawyer. Who's the lawyer? It was like. Oh the yeah, uh, Tyler Perry. You casted fucking Tyler yeah. Perry as like the hotshot lawyer, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, well, that's a crazy decision. And he was amazing at that role. He, he casted Tyler Medea, really bro. <laughs> Tyler Perry was amazing at that role. Yeah, I, um, I, I've, uh, I've I've talked to you guys about this, but I thought the casting of uh, of Justin Timberlake for oh, dude, oh, oh yeah, so for network that was perfect. Yeah, that was an insanely good decision. Ironic. Sean Parker, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like he. Like just like the music industry parallel. Yeah. I yeah. Really, really... Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. Wait. That. Oh my god. That's so crazy. Like, he was. He was part of the music industry when the whole Napster thing went down. And yeah, they, the guy who like fucked over people. You get to betray as your enemy. You get the to guy get to betray who what you your lost enemy is. money to. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. You have to watch. Uh, speaking of Justin Timberlake and David Fincher. You have to watch this music video he directed. It's this Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake music video. It's in black and white. And that's when I knew, like, he was going to do well with this movie. Because, dude, he directs black and white really well. It's called uh, Suit and Tie. And oh, it's yeah. really, really... I've seen that. Yeah, he directed this music. I'm, I guess, like, they must have, like, hit it off. And they're like, oh, dude, like, I'm going to make this music video. You should direct it. And then Fincher was like, all right. But it's a really good... It's in black and white. Jay Z's in it. He's just like so. He's just such a good like visuals. He's good with yeah. sound and he's good with like combining those two retro vintage. For a while, I was just like looking. He's uh, hello, everyone. We're back. Uh, our last sound engineer just we got like a huge cartoonishly sized mallet and then smashed him with it like yep. Tom and Jerry. And I now we have a, another one. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> sound guy you're doing great your first <laughs> two minutes you're doing great you're doing great yeah <laughs> what well, we were talking about smoke on film yeah no well, i was just gonna say like the, like yeah like I, I would agree with john like there's a lot of people that don't smoke and if if they play someone who smokes <laughs> that would fuck them yeah sure. they have to yeah they have to uh have fake cigarettes they look really real but like yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure they're fake and um, yeah. it kind of reminds me of the what was it in Mr. Robot? Rami Malek fucking snorts Adderall or something or morphine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so they gave him like some powdered sugar or some some yeah. powder thing to like snort, and he had to do that. So like it, it didn't do anything. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a drug or anything. It was just like fake stuff that he had to like, snort. But like he had snorting to so many times. <laughs> like It'd even clog then, up his nose, like, right? yeah, it would it would like fuck up his like breathing. Sinus. I think, yeah. Um, so eventually, they just made made a like a little thing that he put on his finger that like that like vacuumed the thing up. Oh, yeah. Damn. I, I just thought that was that was a kind of interesting. That's parallel. cool. Yeah, <laughs> Jonah, Jonah Hill complained about that on the set of uh, w- w- uh Wolf Wall Street. Street. Yeah, because yeah. they they kept putting up like the fake powder in their noses and it would still give them sinus infections dude you're like inhaling this is yeah. <laughs> even if it's not coke it's still like messing with you 
This can you imagine? A... Can you imagine taking a scene like that? You snort, you snort up powder, and you're like, "If I mess up the scene, I'm gonna have to do that all over again." Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so. Oh, like for you not to mess up, you know? Exactly. I'm do your so goddamn nervous. job, dude. I'm so do your nervous. job, you dumb actor. What if, it, what if it's a take that's like six minutes long, dude? You're just so long. Long. yeah. No, that it's kind yeah, of like a pet peeve of mine with like the food stuff. Because mm-hmm. like I, I I understand with like when actors like have a place with, like a scene where they have to eat, like that yeah. they're probably doing that like twenty or thirty takes of that of yeah. like them biting into like a pizza or something. Yeah. So you like it's always a pet peeve of mine when the act I don't see the actors eat because yeah. like sometimes they'll take a bite out of the pizza and then they'll put it back <laughs> and it's like bro like <laughs> like what yeah. The only time I see an actor eat on screen is like an Italian guy in a gangster movie who's just like <laughs> fucking like cutting with like pasta and stuff and just like eating a bunch and just being like, oh, dude, you better fucking do this job. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the no, only they, time they I did see that an actor in a, a Glorious Bastards. You remember that scene where uh, the Hans Nazi Lander? guy is yeah, spitting yeah. across from the French girl and they're like, he's like eating, just like smacking his lips together. And then, like, talking in between chews, that was, that was a good yeah. scene. Dude, great. a lot of, like, throwback Hollywood movies, just, like, a lot of people just being, like, nostalgic as fuck recently. Uh-huh. Like, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And then, now Mank. I guess that was a year ago. Huh. Doesn't, seems like. I feel like there's been more. Hard. There's, there's been more. Like, uh, you know, there's, like, the, yeah. the artist, the artist won Best Picture in, what year was that? Oh yeah, that's true. I think it was 2016, and then there was that like uh, Polish film that was black and white. Uh, what was that called? Cold War. I Cold think. War. Yeah, I don't think that was about Hollywood though. No, but it was like it was still like old fashioned like, type. Yeah, a period piece. Hail Caesar. Oh Hail yeah, Hail Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, Dude, I love. Great. I love those great. films. Maybe I'm just like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, probably. I am too. Yeah, film buff. Like, if you do anything about film. I'm immediately going to praise you. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's literally like just so masturbatory to make a film like that, but I'm still into it. Legit, it's, script, it's meta. Yeah. It's meta because like you're showing what happens behind the camera while it's being filmed. It's like yeah, in front of the camera at the same time. And you kind of know you're in good hands because like the person has to be pretty into film to make a movie about film, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh the the script that I'm writing is like about like hollywood and about like that scene but it's modern day but like dude i just have so much fun writing it man just like that's awesome yeah would you would you film it in a way that was like classic like classic in in, in a vintage hollywood style dude that would be interesting the thing is it's about it's about getting canceled right now (laughs) like yeah so it would be like it would be really interesting dude well, that would be a really interesting choice because it's like a very contemporary Hollywood like issue or Hollywood thing that's going on, but it would be filmed in a classic. <laughs> That'd be really funny, actually. It'd be like, think like modern day LA, like season two of you and like Ingrid Goes West, but like black and white and like, <laughs> I, would love I don't know. To, I would love to see something like that. Like, where dude, it, it would be uh, kind of yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. But like people are acting like LA today, like people are acting like influence influencery and stuff. Fuck, I'm actually getting excited about that idea, dude. 
I'm wow. Sure. What is your writing process? Do you have like a do you have a process where you sit down and and you're like, all right, I have to have my cup of coffee. I have to have a shower. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Mink, dude. Oh, dude, I love reading about people's processes. Like, uh, Aaron Sorkin takes like 12 showers a day just because you know that really. Like, yeah, when you come out of a shower, you feel like new, right? You feel like, oh, yeah. it's like a new day. It's like, I'm ready. Like, I have yeah. new ideas and shit, so it takes like 12 hours a day. <laughs> but goddamn, your water bill must be fucking nuts. <laughs> and Mink only writes at night. He, like, sleeps through the day. And I don't do that, but, like, I think I write better at night. I don't know. Something just about, like, everything being dark. It just feels, like, more creative. You don't, don't feel like the temptation of, like, oh, what's going out outside, you know? What's going on out there? But this... This is probably shitty of me, but uh, I write better when I have a deadline and I'm like hella late. Oh, hey, man, the deadline. Okay, well, now's the perfect time. Uh, <laughs> you're late. You the deadline passed. Deadline today. Dude, yeah. dude, in the movie, that's what I like, man. Like in the movie, the guy hated probably like was really resistant to writing. It's just also like I like how it portrays the, the process where it's like <laughs> Orson Welles like hired this guy to lock him in his room with like a typist. With like no distractions, no family, no bullshit, no friends. It's got a broken just to back, write. Broken leg. He was like, "You have sixty days to write. Here, do it." And that would be like, that's something I kind of want someone to do to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't I, don't I kidnap me. Don't a... <laughs> like the and Dude. you. Yeah, he, no one do that to me. He had ninety days, and then they were just. He's like, like sixty. You know what, motherfucker? You can do it in sixty. Actually, yeah, I want <laughs> thirty. Like, I want thirty days to like, think about oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I thought he wrote 300 pages, man. Like, holy shit. That's just, yeah. I I think it really helped to have, like, a deadline. And it really helped to have, like, you guys just, like, meet. I was, like, not sure if you guys would do it, but it helped, like, the thought of you guys being like, oh, shit, I wonder what they're going to write. I kind of, like, I kind of want to, like, do this thing or, like, explore this thing. I wonder what, what they're going to do. They're probably going to try to go this way. So I'm going to try to go this way, you know? And oh, I don't think you could have predicted where, where I went. <laughs> yeah, I I like wrote it pretty standard. I actually did ended up going pretty standard with it. But how I did this script, I like wrote a version where I was just like, I'm just going to fucking hash something out and just like not care if it's good. And it was fucking awful. Like <laughs> I just wrote like two pages and it was just kind of like, oh, uh, this kind of sucks. I'll be the judge. No, I I rewrote it. I oh. like just did a completely new draft and did like something else completely. Okay. Like the first draft, I just did a thing where it's like, oh, he's just uh, the the girl was the main character for some reason, and like the guy Char Charlie was like a drunk, and then he like makes an excuse to go into the cab with her, and then like she ends up being like a Soviet spy. Like I feel like Ooh. the hardest part about writing this prompt was like coming up with the conspiracy. Like yeah. that part, I had the most trouble with. Everything yeah. else I kind of like was like, okay, this is this is gonna happen. Like with a pen, you could write that really easily. But the conspiracy, man, that's the hardest part. Um, but I, I have a little bit of a conspiracy in there too. Just I haven't been like really I've been trying to like write every day. That's kind of like awesome, dude. Been important to me, not making like excuses. Even if I just sit down and like write a page, I just want to do that. Nice. Just keep practicing. But what I like to do is I just like to like sit down and then just like take it wherever it goes. I'll like think about maybe the immediate future of what happens in the story, but I don't know. I tried like planning everything out, but I think that's so stressful. Just like thinking of everything 
that's going to happen yeah. in the story and just like trying to commit to it and then try and like piece things together piece and together. Then write it. It just seems like such a big undertaking that I'm just like, I find it too stressful. So I just like to improvise and then just, it's probably going to like end up making a really sloppy screenplay. Wait, Ozzy, I tried writing the, I have like 12 pages on the, uh, the story mm-hmm. wheel you gave me. Oh. I just tried like oh. writing something out of that. And I have like, so far I have like just this, uh, like Jordan as like sort of like a really hardworking guy is like parents and sister, are, like giving him money so he could like succeed in college. But he's just like getting drunk constantly. He's like, he can't oh. do his engineering homework without like getting wasted beforehand. Okay. And then, like at night he's like going out and like doing like small, he's just like taking photos of like campus while everyone's gone and like everyone's out partying and like late at night he goes and films the campus and stuff when it's all empty and so far that's all i have maybe like throw in a dream sequence and stuff but dude yeah i just want to like work on stuff with you guys and yeah it's funny you say dream sequence because i kind of like based this my script off of like m land empire's uh vibe oh yeah and like the theme of it where it's just like confusing the narrative is just like really weird and just it's like disturbing <laughs> yeah i really want to and dream read, like read what you have but let's uh what do you think of inland the- empire real quick okay what? real quick real quick inland empire i i liked it a lot it was definitely one of those movies where you have to be like an experienced director to even have someone sit through that, right? Yeah. Like I don't if you're even just so know if I could say I liked it. I I just I li- I did like it. Like I I don't know. I just am a huge parts fan of, of it. Lynch. Parts of it I did love. Parts of it I loved. The thing about like his movies, I just turn my brain off and I'm like <laughs> experiencing it. I'm not even trying to figure it out. I'm just like oh. turning my brain off, like experiencing the visuals. Okay. And then just like trying to just remove your mind from your body and just like experience it like wholeheartedly that's why i was like i didn't even watch it with subtitles so i didn't even know what those polish parts were but okay it completely just like added to the movie of just me not knowing what was going on and it not really mattering you know like my brain brain was working in overdrive trying to yeah no no, no, i was trying to analyze everything (laughs) i was just like you can't do that. I was like, you this can't... makes no sense. None of this correlates with anything else that was in the it's film so far. Literally, why are they, at, why are they at a hot dog barbecue out of nowhere? Yeah, it's literally a three-hour movie, like just crazy shit happening, and you can't like do that to yourself. But yeah. I liked it a lot. I want to watch. You should watch uh, Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with me, even if you haven't seen Twin Ooh. Peaks. It's a really good movie, and that's do I more. Need of to a... have seen the TV show to like no. understand it. Okay. No. Maybe the beginning will be kind of confusing, but it's like a story on its own. And that's one of the, his movies where it's like got a narrative for the most part. Okay. Except like the first 30 minutes. I but... still need to see Blue Velvet. Oh, dude, that's one of the movies where it's like straight narrative, like yeah. really good. And yeah, I think he's a great filmmaker. And I love, I just like the guy's creative process. Um, I think like no one really can do what he does, but we're going to wrap it up here yeah. at Movie Misfits, folks killed a lot of audio engineers but so many dead so many they so deserve to die they're bad at their jobs finally <laughs> this one who stuck around you know 
Uh, I kind of like this guy. He he's you got a future. good at what he does. You got a future. In you got a future. You're hired, kid. You're we'll, hired. We'll, we'll promote you in 10 years down the line. You just keep grinding. Keep climbing yeah. that ladder. Yeah, keep doing you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he just hope he's like sweating right now that I'm not going to just <laughs> that I'm not just going to like poke his eyes out, like kill him in the most cartoonish way possible. He's but, trembling, looking at the dead bodies in the corner. Like, please, please end the podcast. What else? What else is there to talk about? Uh, that's it, everyone. Uh, we will see you next week. We're going to be watching something else. We're probably going to decide that right after we stop recording, but Thank you for joining. Apologies for the technical difficulties. We'll probably maybe figure something else out or not, you know, or not. But that's it for us at Movie Misfits. Signing off. Goodbye. And we're going to hold a wake for the the death of the film industry. Um, That's true. Or or the theater industry. That's true. We're going to hold a wake (laughs) at uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Be there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Be there. Be square.